Hello and welcome to Master Your Coaching Biz, a podcast for rising coaches and entrepreneurs who want to design the life of their dreams and make a massive impact on the world while building an inspired, successful, and profitable business. I'm your host, Cheryl Thacker, Master Board Certified Coach, trainer, ICF Mentor Coach, international speaker, and founder of Successful Coaches Enterprise. I believe that every coach has a unique gift to present to the world, and I'm humbled that I've had the opportunity to work with hundreds of coaches and entrepreneurs on their journey to mastering their business. Join me each week as we explore all things coaching to master your business with tools, techniques, and strategies to create and market your products, get visible, make an impact, and grow your business. Listen in on interviews with leading coaches and entrepreneurs sharing their stories and best tips to teach, inspire, and empower you. Observe coaching sessions, participate in Q&A, and learn how to master your mindset to enhance your coaching skills. Are you ready to build the life and business of your dreams while doing what you love? Let's get started. Hey everyone, Coach Cheryl here, and welcome to today's episode. We have Michael Ellis with us uh, from michaelellisonline.com. And Michael is uh, works with small businesses and entrepreneurs, and he helps them to future-proof scalable marketing systems. So I'm really excited that you're uh, here with us, Michael. Welcome. It's a pleasure to be here. Oh, awesome. So tell us a little bit about yourself, a little bit more. So first off, I'm a husband and a father to three, uh, four kids. I nearly forgot how many kids I had then. Jesus. Um, <laughs> And and I'm a sorry, I'm a business owner myself. Um, and I, I went full time like just last year, um, just mainly out of necessity more than anything, uh, which we can go deeper on later on. But my journey into this line of work started 15 years ago, um, when well, technically started before that. I created my first website in 1995. I was only eight years old, <laughs> seven or eight years old. Um, now, stupidly, I decided that I would keep computers as my hobby um, and my side hustle and go into a full-time work, mainly due to pressures and peer, uh, peer pressure from my parents and other people around me saying that you need to have a proper job. This computer thing is, it's a pipe dream. Um, this, this working for yourself is a, is a pipe dream. It is not doable at the age of 16. Um, it's, it's, so you should go into a full-time job. And that's what I got told. And I also got told that I should have a trade behind my back. So that's what I ended up doing. Um, and so when, when I turned 16, I always had this as a sideline job sort of thing, helping other businesses, helping other people in my local area do what they wanted to do online, just at an extremely small scale and low cost, um, which was fine. And it was all great and all fantastic. I enjoyed doing it in my spare time. It kept me busy but I never really got any results for people for a long time. 
Uh, and that's because I was so concentrated on keeping it hobby and keeping it small size and not really being a focused, uh, results focused company. Yeah. Um, it, like, like I said, it was just a hobby. Man. Um, so as time went on, you know, the internet got more and more bigger, got more and more people started to deduct it more, it became more and more important. And I went and I actually started up a local, a local electrical firm, um, just, just myself, uh, about five years ago. And that's when I got heavy, deep into results oriented marketing because I had to make my marketing work for me. Right. I then saw that like there's a way to do this that's better than just creating a website that's like a brochure online. Mm-hmm. Um so that's when I started heavily deeply going into uh everything else around it how to how to create a brand how to how to create websites that function correctly um and produce an outcome that you want and you desire as the business owner um and then that's when i decided that i would slowly start to transition over into being full-time online because i see as the ultimate opportunity um personally myself as you're not tied down to a location, which is absolutely like the ultimate freedom. Yeah. Um, to me, I agree. And because and because you and because you're not tied to, down to a location, you're also not con- uh, you're not confined to just the local economy. Right. You're open up to the whole global economy, which obviously at this moment in time is not very right great, but. You are, you have got the, the 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 larger net sort of so to speak with being in the online space and in in remote working environments. So that kind of takes us to where we are today and where I got to how I got to here. Yeah, and so I um, you know I think we can all kind of um, uh, feel that uh, you know first of all the transitioning from having a full time job over to a um, a full-time business, but um, I, I like, or I was curious, but when you said, you know, you didn't um, get encouragement, in fact, you were discouraged um, from family and friends, and that's, you know, that's what we go through as um, entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, right, that our families don't really understand that entrepreneurial uh, spirit, they don't understand okay. how we can, you know, go out there and do things for ourselves and not have that security of a job. No, so um, let's put it this way. Um, it's probably been in my blood since childhood. Do you know, I used to, I used, I didn't do the lemonade lemonade stand thing that everybody goes on about. I had a lemonade stand, and I, I used to sell lemonade for twenty five cents per per cup. Uh, it'd be twenty five pence over here, but um, no, I, I didn't have the lemonade stand, but I did make raw. Um, flower perfume and go around door to door selling that oh, uh, which probably was no good to put on you <laughs> but people just bought it because they felt sorry for a child coming knocking on the door with some homemade perfume <laughs> um, that's great i love it <laughs> so it's kind of always 
I, I would say it's kind of always been in me and I've always strived to do more and be more. Um, but even when transitioning from a full-time job and starting up my own business in the electrical trade, even that was, you shouldn't do this, you shouldn't do that, you shouldn't do this from, from a parent's. Mm -hmm. um, and then, yeah, again, even now they still say, I was talking, talking to him yesterday, they still say, why don't you go get a proper job? Like, no, this, this is my job. This is what I do. So, so how it, do you it, overcome that? Like the, the pressure from, from parents and friends and family just saying that you should have a job, a proper job. Well, I didn't. I didn't overcome it for many years because I just, I, I just never overcome. I did what they, I did what they told me to do. So I left. I left. Like I said, I left school. I went into full time work and stayed that way for a long way, a long, long time. Um, it was only when I sort of started to realize, like, if I'm going to do this, I'm going to have to do it at some point. I'm going to have to make that commitment and that. And that um, and that priority at some point. Yeah. Uh, now, for for some people, for me, me included, it's gonna take that commitment before you actually get anywhere. Yeah. Um, I do try to set, set, tell other people that are starting out, like, keep your full time job, start something as a side hustle, grow it, then decide whether it's for you or not. Right, mm -hmm. but you can still find out whether it fits you for you or not on a small scale in side hustling before you make that jump. Like I said, for some people, me included myself, it, it needs that jump for you to actually start taking action properly because without that jump, you've always got that security of the job, and that does hold some people back. It, it held me back, yeah. So so once you once you did take the leap, <laughs> um, did you experience any failures, or what? Or kind of what? What kind of lessons did you learn? I experienced lots of failures um, up until two months ago when my latest failure. Do, do you know what I mean? My um, I, my passion, my mission is to help other people start a business and do what they want to do in life that is that's my passion it's not my uh it's not my client avatar by any stretch because after working with them last year after working with the ones that want to start up and, and do this uh, as you know and as we talked about on my um, on my podcast 85 percent of the people fail yeah and don't get anywhere or don't go past a certain mark. Um, and that usually happens very quickly. I know you said it's like two years, but that usually happens very quickly. And I was finding that I were um, helping these people and then quickly they were finding out it's not for them and then they would go somewhere else and do something else. And, and it was just like this churn of people and stuff and like, and I, I was like, that this is not for me. Um, in terms of, in terms of 
working with them directly on a one-to-one setting and giving them all the support that they need I, I, I that wasn't for me I didn't like that mm-hmm. my passion in, and my mission is still to help them but through the content that I provide instead of instead of working with them directly mm-hmm. so that that's that's I had to transition away from that and work with established businesses instead of startup businesses. Um, and the reason for that is because I need some level of revenue to, to support my passion and my mission of helping the little guys get started. Yeah. Um, it can be without, putting, without putting the massive amount of stress that I were having on myself. So I had a membership program last year and it eventually failed. It failed for numerous reasons, but one of them was that, and I realized during during that time that that wasn't for me in that capacity, mm-hmm. in that way. Yeah. Um, there was other factors which I won't speak about because it's kind of, I did have a partner and kind of didn't go to plan with the partner. So that's part of the reason, but I won't go any further into the, the details of that. Yeah. So you, um, you just learned, I guess it sounds like you learned just from doing, right? To um because that's like we we as entrepreneurs we have this like we can do we feel like we can do everything, but until we try it, then we don't really No, so this is what I always say to to I mean if you if you ask anybody, if if if, if you ask a lot of people a lot of businesses right like you do you ask about the journey i ask about the journey with other people a lot of people go through different phases of what they've actually tried to do before they've actually found the feet of where they want to be and what they want to do um and i'm the i'm the same i did do some so like i said i've always helped businesses even from a young age get online with website development um helping them set up their email autoresponders and, and all this other stuff that is um important um to say the least but i also I've, i tried many different avenues of making money online if you like mm-hmm. i tried the whole drop shipping i tried the whole e-commerce i tried the whole um affiliate marketing room i mean i still do affiliate marketing now as a supplement income in my content but um i've I've tried a lot of different areas in trying to find what i wanted to actually do um and I, i think that's important i think it's important for people to have that growth in in especially if they're not unsure of what they want to do be um, being willing and accepting to the fact that you might try something and you might not like it. Yeah, yeah. So just being. And that's fine. That's fine. That's perfectly fine and acceptable, because you just take this stuff down or do whatever, close it down, and you start up again in another area or another field that you want to try that you might think you might want to do instead. Yeah. Everybody's different. Right. And, and I think it's that it's that um, just having the courage to say, I can try something and if it doesn't work out, I can you know do something else. I don't have to feel like a failure or 
um, or like my options are closed or whatever, just because one thing doesn't work out. Yeah, I would say that people will turn around just like you have then and say that you you don't have to feel like a failure because that's an option and, and you will feel like a failure without a shadow of a doubt. No matter if you've started something and then you close it down and you start again in another field, you're still going to have that feeling of failure. It, whether if you've already accepted that fact beforehand or not, you're still going to have that feel, feel, feeling. And you're still going to have that pressure off other people. And when they turn around and say, well, you're starting up again with something else. This, this is not for you. This is going to have that come up again on, on the next time around. And then there's going to be more doubt. But it's, it's, that's the reason why I say there's a far piece to success, which is positivity and patience. Um, perseverance and persistence because it depends on what your goal is um, and what you want to achieve and I, I want you, your goals can evolve over time that's perfectly fine uh, your mission can evolve over time that's perfectly fine your purpose can evolve over time and that's perfectly fine too um, but without positivity being the first one I believe without positivity, then that negative side of things, when you do hit a failure, you do hit an obstacle, you do hit um, people trying to drag you down and, and, and trying to warn you off yeah. what you want to do. Yeah, and if you haven't got a positive outlook on, on, on life and, and, and the situation in a whole, you're going to struggle to get past that. You're yeah. going to massively struggle to get past that. But it's okay to have the feeling of failure on certain days it's okay to have a feeling of negativity on certain days as long as if in general and in a whole you keep things positive right you kind of bounce back so i like that positivity perseverance persistence and patience and that um that can keep you going right there of course yeah. awesome so so you help um you help small businesses and entrepreneurs to um, create a future-proof, scalable marketing system. Um, what do you feel is the is the best marketing platform for um, for those small businesses and entrepreneurs? So it's different for every single business, which is a reason why I encase it with a future-proof, scalable marketing system um, instead of turning around and saying that a certain platform, a certain a certain direction, a certain way. I don't, I don't believe that there is a certain way to do, thing, do things for your business. Every business is different um, and every audience is different. So therefore you can't turn around and say which platform is going to be best. Now, the thing is, I do believe the staples in, in marketing. So one of them is creating and growing an email list. Mm -hmm. um, to be able to do email marketing. SMS is rising dramatically um, because that's still that's still your own traffic, if you like, if you your own your own subscriber base. The only thing that I will say about that is that you're limited by the size of the text message. Mm 
but you do have higher open rates. Um, and then in terms of other assets online, then your three main staples are, are blogging, uh, YouTube and podcasts are your three main staple marketing platforms. I would recommend to have at least one of them, at least one to begin with. Um, and then from there, it's whatever social media platform you're most comfortable with using um, to help grow your audience exponentially. Because to be fair, having a YouTube channel is not going to grow without promoting it first a little bit beforehand. Um, it will grow eventually. It will grow. Um, and if you if you promote popular, trendy stuff on YouTube, then it's more likely to grow as long as if you're producing good quality entertainment. But for most small businesses and entrepreneurs, it's not popular or a trendy topic. So it does take a while for it to grow and it does take a while for YouTube to start suggesting you to, um, to other people that are outside of your initial network. So you do need to have that initial network to start growing on YouTube. Um, Blogging is a little bit easier, but it just takes a long time. It takes months. That's the reason why I say you do need to supplement it with a social media platform as well. I agree. Um, so podcasting, blog posts, YouTube, um, those are kind of the, the main ways to get visible and get out there. That, that, um, you, you, they're your staple. Um, staple marketing assets mm -hmm. and what i mean by that is if you've got a bank of 200 videos on youtube that's searchable content because youtube is a search engine people will find you eventually uh, through search and the more reliable you are the more better you become on youtube the more likely you will rank higher in search engines in in, in youtube because over time, that's the general shift that happens. Um, then, same with blogging. Yeah, same with blogging. It'll take, it, take around about 100 blog posts before you start getting, start seeing some traction, right. um, start growing on, on, on the search rankings and start producing results. There's a lot more into it than just producing 100 blog posts. But generally, after you've written a hundred blog posts, you'll start seeing some results and you'll be a lot better writer by that time as well. Um, <laughs> yeah. If you're not out of something. Yeah. yeah that is. And um, I like what you said about the email list though, because um, on your YouTube, your blog or your podcast, you can always have people, you know, a call to action to sign up for your email list and that email list you own. And that's where you can do, you know, a good part of your marketing is to your email. Yeah. So um, I see the uh, YouTube, the blog, the blog posts, um, and the podcasts are very much top of the funnel. And then um, once, yeah, like I said, call to action to sign up to the email subs a subscription, offer your free lead magnet, whatever it is, you entice them over to the to the email list too. Mm -hmm. You will have a higher chance if it's a lead magnet than 
if, if it's just sign up to my email subscription to keep up to date with with everything that's going on you will have a, obviously a lot higher conversion rates with a lead magnet um but but yeah so then following that on the email list then you that's when you can nurture them mm -hmm. allow them to get more know more about you um show them your client results your testimonials um talk about your start uh, your story your journey your mission your life provide them with more helpful content and then obviously have call to actions to jump on a call or to check out your offer whatever however you want to promote your products or services um but still i believe even though you that's your traffic you own it i still believe that you should provide a hell of a lot of value inside your email list inside your email marketing and um kind of have the promotional stuff as secondary to everything that you do yeah people will find you if, if they connect with, if, if you connect with the people mm -hmm. that you are helping um and you are putting what I call soft offers out there, people will come to you, people will find you if you provide enough value in the first place. Yeah, you don't absolutely. need to be pushy or salesy. Yeah, I mean, I think they say the ratio is like one to eight to one um, promotion to every promotional email to every email, emails you send, or even if you did 10 or what have you. But, um, but yeah, I, I agree. I think the content that you provide in your emails is very important. It helps people connect with you emotionally and um that and you know you kind of build your uh expertise and your uh credibility through that through sharing and, and giving uh in your email so i agree with that totally so four p's i love that and then the main uh channels being the blogging podcasting um blogging podcasting what was the other one youtube i'm sorry youtube oh youtube yeah, so YouTube, blogging, podcasting, and then, of course, your email list. Awesome. So um, we're kind of winding down here. Is there any um, kind of final tip that you'd like to give the audience that's listening? Don't give up on your dreams. Don't give up on what you want to do in life. Don't let anybody tell you any, any different because it's your life. You only get to live it once, and you might as well be doing something that you love. Awesome. I love that. So you um you have a free gift for our listeners? Not necessarily. I have a Facebook group. I'm currently redoing my lead magnets, so I can't exactly offer that at this moment in time because that's getting redone. Um, but my free Facebook group is the Virtual Innovation Hub, Your Next Big Idea. If you search that up in Facebook, it'll come up straight away and it's free to join. And to be fair, I say it's my group. It's not my group. It's it's their group. It's your group. Whoever joins its group, it's it's not mine. Um, I'm just a leader in it. So it's a place for entrepreneurs, small businesses, coaches, consultants, whatever you want to be or whatever you want to do, to come inside and have validation um, in what you want to do. Have 
some accountability in what you want to do and to 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 have permission basically <laughs> so it's your safe place it's your safe place that you are able to come and formulate and build upon your ideas all right awesome okay and uh your website is michaelellisonline.com so you guys can um also visit his website and um his facebook uh, uh profile is michael ellis so thank you guys for listening in. Thank you, Michael, for being on the show. And um, it was a pleasure having you. And I will talk to you guys on the next episode. Thank you so much. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for listening in today. I'm so glad we got to spend this time together. If you love today's show, please consider leaving me a review on the Apple Podcast app so other coaches can find the podcast. For more information about me, visit SuccessfulCoaches.com. For daily inspiration and affirmations, follow me on Instagram at Coach Cheryl Thacker. Be sure to send me a DM so I can say hello. Until next time, to your success.